Sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Underneath. And touchdown, Rashad White. Tampa Bay scoring with three seconds to go, giving the Buccaneers the win. 800-998-1003. Been taking your phone calls all hour. Coming up bottom of the hour schedule to see if we can get with Willie Fritz as he does on Tuesdays. It'll be the last one of the year, of course, until we get closer to the bowl game. He's out there recruiting, going to try to get in his car and chat with us. We appreciate that. Frank Selfo as well. His Lions got eliminated in the second round in a tight overtime loss. We'll talk about that and put a bow on the season. We've been playing little Andy Dalton, little Dennis Allen from the locker room here as well. Andy Dalton on the message after the game, then the calls. You know, we just got to stick together. And there's four games left, and this one hurts. It does. Um we've got to make the most of it. You know, I think the bye comes um, comes at a time where there's going to be a lot of reflection on us and what we can do better personally as a, each unit and, and as a team. And so, you know, that's just kind of where we're at. Uber Eric, you on the on-deck circle. Shane, lead things off here in hour number two. How are you? Hello, Shane. Hey, Shane. Hello. Hey, buddy. How are you? How are you? Doing well. Can you hear me? Yep. Got you now. Hey, um, so it's Jay, not Shane. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, uh, the questions uh, of the day, can you list them out and I'll answer those? Get sure. those out the way. Game ball. Game ball, I would say go to special teams and Shahid. I give two. Mm-hmm. Uh, sit next to the coach. Uh, offensive coordinators, plural, and head coach. Down next to yourself. Scratch it out, talk about it. You know, you know, you can't shake this one off because in my opinion, this was clearly all their fault. Here's why. Defense absolutely played lights out. They did. Sam got a turnover. Um, somebody else got a turnover. Demario turned Davis, the ball over. Demario Davis got a t- turnover. Both turnovers only yielded three points. Yep. And the play calling from those offensive coordinators, you got too many damn chefs in the kitchen. The soup's always going to be ruined when you got too many chefs in the kitchen. Well, you only All have one. It's calling. Carmichael. Well, the other guy doesn't need split time, or sometimes they go with his plan. Uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? There's another guy. They were, they, they, they Man. were, they were, say that again. Are you talking about like Doug Marone, the running backs coach, who was a former head coach and offensive coordinator that, that I know of? It's, it's Pete that is calling the plays. Man, they mentioned some, somebody else, uh, yeah. early in, uh, last week, sometime, sometime about, uh, they were thinking about using this guy as an offensive play caller. Okay, uh, I can't, I can't call him out. But anyway, oh, Curry, it, it's yeah. So that guy. So Thank you, obviously, you got too many damn uh, cooks in the kitchen. I've tried it with my wife. I can't have her when I'm making the gumbo. I don't need her in the, in my way. It's always gonna come out terrible 
you know, she's in the kitchen standing over my shoulder. I need all I need I need to ruin all the dishes myself in order for us to have a good pot of gumbo. So I'm thinking something's wrong with the with 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 the with the play with the coach, the head coach not wanting to take ownership of his offense and he wants to just solely rely on on the defensive side of the ball. And if he is making some of those calls, decide what, who's going to run the offense because uh-huh. clearly y'all having a miscommunication problem with the offense. I mean, three field goals, bro, two field goals off of two turnovers, you couldn't make them pay once? I don't know. Then that play call where it was fourth and one, I I, I think it was when they went to uh, – they tried to go to either Taysom or, uh, or the fullback down the field. You took every wide receiver you had. You can see the guys. There's a shot, a clear shot, where they all kind of looked at each other simultaneously and then looked up at the scoreboard like, like, here we go again with this crap. Mm-hmm. You took every wide re- every hands man <laughs> off the field to throw the ball long to the fullback. Dude, I, what kind I, of stupid call was that? Shane, I mean, Jay, sorry. I, I, that, that's that's the thing. all right. No, man, I mean, that's... That, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's what I said when I opened the show. That's the game that loses a locker room. Like, that's the game where you sit here and you saw, because a lot of times fans and media will question, hey, where's the effort? Where's the energy? Show the energy, you know, show the... The players they, gave all they the energy did. they could I, give. I disagree I, with Uptown Ruler. Right? No, the I thought they played, played their butts their, off. I agree. The, the players played their butts off. Sure, they made some mistakes. That happens in a game. You can, I, I'd be hard-pressed to find any NFL team that will go without making any mistakes in the game. We, we didn't get penalized. We got, what, three flags, four flags the whole game when before it would have been 13? Come on, man. Y- y'all, y'all blaming the wrong people. We watching, we, I think Kamara's got issues with that case because he clearly is checked out. When you look at him on the sidelines, he's right. staring off into space. Well, you know, and I'm they, not, not going to hold that against him because I don't know what type of pressure he's under. Well, but I, I know that well. Go ahead, Jay. I was going to say, I, I'm wondering along your lines of what you're saying, too. It, you, you wonder if there's something else there. Because, again, to your point, and again, Mark Ingram, and then I'm seeing the tweets now, the, the locker room's open, and also Dennis Allen is speaking, and Mark Ingram's apologizing and saying, I don't want to hear, sick. I don't want to hear nothing from Dennis Allen, cause I he will. wanted to cry last night. Well, you can Dennis, see he was red in the face and eyes watering. Well, he deserved to go sit in the corner and cry for a second. Get well, his Dennis, mind right. Dennis was just sit down asked, next to himself. He was just asked if any major changes are coming to the staff, et cetera. He said, this late in the season, no major changes, bigger problem is fixing execution. And he says that he doesn't see any dramatic changes happening when it comes to that. He says the biggest issue is execution with coaches and players. They have to keep improving. Just Man, tell- he can say what he wants to about execution, man. Play calling is a, is a son of a gun, too. So if you put the people in a bad situation, how can they execute? Oh, you man. call the plays, man, from the sideline. The players go in, the players got to execute, right? Well, if you give me a bonehead play, how can I execute when everybody in the stadium standing up looking at you about to try to pull a trick, trick a maru out your, out your butt crack? Everybody saw that. Nobody was the person who was downfield, who was supposed to be downfield. In my vision, from what I was looking at on, on TV, dude was downfield and he was well covered. He was where he was supposed to be. You call that play. 
How can you execute execute anything any other any other way? I'm supposed to be downfield, coach. <laughs> this is where you sent me. This is the play call. What what is he talking about? Literally, like what is he talking about? Okay, if you want to blame somebody, Mark Mark went down. The play before that, Mark stayed down with a with a with a damaged knee, and you sent him back in to do it. I don't know, bro. <laughs> like I'm looking at this. Like it's not hard to see. Man, I'm gonna call somebody else in on this. So I'm, a, I'm I'm throwing the ball downfield to five wide receive four wide receivers and Taysom. Come on, man! I got four hands, guys, and a football player down. So we gonna just chance it on the football player versus throwing it to the hands, guys? Well, what sense does that make? Like I said, I'm Hello? having. I'm having, No, I'm listening. I just I, today is one I'm of those sorry. days. I no, you're. You're, that's what I'm here for, man. I, I got one more. I got one more thing for you. Okay. Take this out. So, so like Uptown Ruler said, you, you're paying the kicker. Why didn't you kick the ball? You you got two field goals on turnovers. Why not kick the ball here? And why not at least attempt it? You know? I understand from this standpoint, you don't want to give Tom Brady the ball at the 50. I mean, you know. Yeah, well, you gave it to, you gave it to him anyway. <laughs> and then... Uh. And then, minus, never mind that. So now you want to talk about the players. You want to put it on the players. There's no onus on the coaching staff because me looking at the game, I can see that my defense is clearly getting gassed. I'm talking tired. They they are getting worn out at this point in time. And you don't think to call a timeout to slow this thing down and regroup? You don't think to call a timeout to leave sometime on the on the on the on the on the clock for your guys to redeem themselves? Jay, along those lines, that's what I was saying. You know, I mean, I played the bite. He said, and you know, he wished you would have ran the football on third and one. If you didn't like it, call a timeout. With five and some change, you're up sixteen three. Like, call a timeout then. Be sure we, that you got the right play. Can, Be sure we, that you we, get the first down. We can move past that. You made the you made the call you made while Tom Brady is matriculating the ball down the field on you. Time out. Any basketball coach would have said, "Man, this dude shot three threes and made them. I'm not going to give him the fourth one." Time out. I hear you, man. All right, I'm, I'm gonna hang up, bro. I, I, bless. Thank y'all. No, man. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. Uber Eric. Thank you for holding on, sir. What do you got? Hey, what's up, Gus? How are you? Oh, I'm glad it's over. Put, put us all out of our misery. I'm, I'm going to hear them all talk about us winning the NFC South playoff team. If you watch this team throughout the year, this team don't need to be in the playoffs. They, they had no business even thinking about the playoffs. That's my first part. Uh, who had a great game? I would say Andy Dalton had a good, bang, good game. Pat on the back. Olave and Rasheed Shaheen. Yeah, he had a good one. And Coach, he need to go sit next to Mrs. B and Mickey. That's what that's who need to be sitting next to Coach. Coach need to go up there himself. And I think three plays really changed the complexion of this game. I'll break it down to you. The Olave drop put us in field goal range. Yep. At least we get another field goal out of it. You're right. We wind up punting. The Jarvis Landry drop 
that's a touchdown. He walking right in for a touchdown. We had to settle for a field goal. Right. And the taste drop on third and 17. Okay, I get it. He got hit pretty hard. But Taysom give out a lot of hard hits, too. We in field goal range again. He he catch that ball and hold on to it. To me, that was, those are the three plays that really changed the game. Two of those we could have got points off of. Mm-hmm. So other, other than that, I, I can't say coaching was a problem because in some, some, in some instances, you know, play calling was a problem. But overall, I think the game was clean. We didn't have many penalties. You know, the players who you pay to make plays, they got to make plays. They got you. You got to catch those balls on third down. We had four drops on third down: Olave, Landry, Taysom, and Marquez Callaway. Why are you throwing a slant to him? He ain't slant boy. He ain't even slant boy. One point five. Put Olave in the game. Let him catch that slant. Put Jarvis Landry in. Let him catch the slant. Anybody, but he can't catch anything. So that that's my say, man. I'm glad it's over with. I can get on. We can get on to Pell season before Christmas this year. <laughs> I hear you, man. Hey, I tell you what. Stick around in 45 minutes. The voice of the Pell's Todd Graffinini will cleanse the palate, kind of on purpose. And <laughs> we'll talk about we'll talk about tomorrow's big game. Hey, your Pelicans. A half game out of first place heading into tonight's action. How about that? That's good. That's good. That's good uh, to hear. That's good to hear. That's yeah. good. Good news this year. All right. All right, Gus. You stay call, safe man. out there. There he is, Uber Eric. Yes, he drives an Uber. When we come back, Ricky, I see you on hold, sir. Open phone lines again. Willie Fritz scheduled to join us at one thirty, and Frank Selfo. The last time we'll be doing our coaches on Tuesday, we want to wrap up the season with them, which is why we schedule them see if they can join us. We'll do that as well. The rest of the show, we have it open for you guys. Um, and again, Todd at two hundred five. We'll talk a little Pels, something positive today. As the lines keep ringing. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Huddle up, people. It's time for the Caesar Sportsbook Report. Your first bet with Caesar Sportsbook app is on Caesars up to $1,250. Sign up using the promo code RADIOFULL and then place your first bet. If you win, that money is all yours. If not, you'll get your stake back as a free bet. All right. It's week 14 of the NFL season. The Jets travel to Orchard Park for a date with the Bills. The Giants host the Eagles at MetLife. And the Browns hit the road to face the Bengals for the second Battle of Ohio this season. And soccer fans, the quarterfinals go down this Friday and Saturday in Cutter. And remember, with Caesars Rewards, every bet brings you closer to redeeming the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Tickets, free stays, experiences, and more. Open to new users in Louisiana or 21 or older, not available in prohibited parishes. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bowser City, and Harris, New Orleans. If qualifying bet loses, bet amount returned as a credit. Must use within 14 days. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Caesars Sportsbook. We are all Caesars. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Time is money. 
Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Dennis Allen on that third and one play. Well, yeah, look, I mean, we had a, we had a pass play that was, you know, really kind of initially designed for the full back and fly on the other side. Uh, and he probably had a shot pull it the X. Hindsight's point twenty. I wish we would run it. You know, um, you know, Mark hurt his knee on the on the previous play, and so came up the guard short. You know, which that's frustrating. Finally, was asked um, any plays stick out in your mind, and we'll get to the calls. When, when you don't when you don't convert, you always look back and and you know wish you'd have done something different. Um, but yet, if we convert there, we're not, you know, we're not talking about it. So, eight hundred nine nine eight on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline, Ricky. Thank you for calling the show today, sir. How are you? I'm doing fine, Gus. How you doing? Doing well, man. How are you? Let's go. Yeah, man. I, I was calling to just get my two cents in real quick. Mm-hmm. The game, the game imploded for us when Mark Ingram didn't go and get that first down. You get that first down on that play because up to that point, we had Tampa dead to the wall. Tampa was ready to pack it in. They was ready to go. Tom Brady wanted to go for it on fourth down. The coach said, no, we're going to punt it. They was just, it was in disarray. When Mark Ingram didn't get that first down for whatever reason, I don't know why. I mean, if you look at the play, he had the first down. All he had to do was cut it back upfield. Get the first down, go down, and give us some more yards, and we can run some more time off this clock or whatever happened. Okay, he didn't do it. I get it. He ran down. But we have a foolproof, when it's third and one, we have a foolproof first down play. Whatever you got third and one, all you have to do is keep the receivers on the field. Yep. Spray them out. Yep. Give me two receivers on the right, two yep. receivers on the left. Speak it. Keep in the backfield. Dude. You have nobody in the middle. You tell me you can't get a first down on that play? They should do that every third or fourth down and one. That's automatic. Automatic. I don't even want to read you what Nick Underhill just tweeted, by the way, but I am. Dennis Allen said they made a mistake throwing on third down to Callaway. Said he should have stepped in and run the ball. Like I said, man, if you call a timeout, you have three timeouts. Make sure that make sure you get the first down. You're up sixteen three. That's not a call. Call the timeout. That, that, and that's what that's what you get paid for. That's what the head coach get paid for. I don't care if you have to be At that moment right now. At that moment, the game is on the line. You're supposed to know right there and there. Oh, no. This is the play we're going to run. Pete Paul Michael, spread them out, put Taysom in, in there in the backfield, and let them run for the first down, get the first down. Let's keep that. That's when this game will get out. That's what you get paid for, to make those tough decisions. And Dennis Allen, for whatever reason, no, I know I know the reason. He's just not a head coach. He's just not a head coach, man. I'm telling you, he, 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 don't, he, he just don't get it. And he's just wasted this year. He wasted all the fans' uh, expectations. We were supposed to have that game, Gus. We were supposed to be going. 
in the, in, in the bye week with a been a little better about ourselves with these last four games coming up. And the coaching staff imploded after Ingram didn't get that first down. Ingram get that first down, game over. Game over. Speaking of, Dennis Allen just said Mark Ingram tweaked his knee earlier in the game. We knew that. Um, prior to the play where he went out short of the first down, quote, I think he kind of felt it right there and lost track of the sticks and where they were. Oh, no, he's taking up. He's taking up. See, that's a problem. That's a problem. There's no accountability. That's what I'm talking about with Dennis Allen. There's no accountability. That's the substitute teacher at his son that's right there. No, you call a spade a spade at that moment. I don't give a damn if your knee if you if your knee wasn't hurting when you ran on on on, on the track to catch the ball, you run you run and you you got to give up your body for your brothers at that moment. At that moment, the defense played lights out. Dude, at I, that moment, you give up your look, body if you out. There. Here's the other then, thing. Here's the, the other thing, line. man. Um, that wasn't the first time. I I texted a couple of people during the game. I thought Mark was going out of bounds a lot yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like well before that. Mm-hmm. Well before that. Which I thought was really yeah. strange because he's not normally that guy, which is why I, one of my no. texts was, I think he's still injured or he's still not feeling well. This is well before he went down and hurt his right knee. I don't think he was as right. healthy as he has been. And remember, he's been on the injury report the last couple of weeks. Again, though, it goes back to what Matt's been yelling about every, every Monday he yells about it when it comes to a running back situation. He's like, you knew that was a problem at the beginning of the year. They never addressed it. And here's right. something else that angers me when I was referring to the timeout. Catherine Terrell just put it as well to follow that up about the Ingram thing. He said Ingram had been cleared to return to the game medically, was in there after Kamara's helmet came off. That's why at least I got an answer as to why. Why is 41 not in there on third and one? Well, his helmet came off. He has to come out. Call a timeout. Exactly. Call a timeout. You got the only back that apparently you you have is, is, is Gimpy. Call a timeout. I, I'm just Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen got to get out of here, man. I'm sorry, him and his coaching staff, and this, 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 we got we got to blow it up and just start all over. I just, like, I, I just, man, I just can't for the life of me understand how you're comfortable just sitting here watching. Like, you know, I mean, I'm, that's what you do. I'm, I'm looking at the personnel. I'm like, where, where are my guys? Time out, time out, time out, Pete. What are you doing, bro? Like, I mean, I just time out, time out. Timeout. Right. 16-3, right. Timeout. That's what the head coach then Kamara can come back in. You darn right. That's unbelievable. That's Again, that's the kind of game, dude, where you lose it. You lose it. Thank you, Ricky. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Bobby, thank you for giving us a call here on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. How are you? Hey, fine. Thank you. Uh, I heard people talking about the execution. Reminds me of the old John McKay quote when he was head coach at Tampa Bay. He was asked about the execution of his offense, and he said he's fought. Uh I just think the gentleman above me was right. We need to blow this thing up. I mean, uh, I haven't seen uh, Turner or Davenport on the field, I don't think, in two years. And Davenport's just planning to be a free agent, so his agent probably told him don't risk anything else. Uh, I just think we need to blow it up and go younger. I mean, this is the year we have to – they're telling you. They're telling you the salary cap has to be fixed this year. The players told you this. By playing this way, you know, you're going to have to bite the bullet. You're going to have to go with Dalton again next year while you draft a young quarterback down the road. You're going to have to try to trade for as many draft picks as you can. You know, you're going to get some for Peyton. And then you, I mean, everybody's available. Kamara's available. Lattimore's available. Where the hell's been on your mod all year? Landry, Matthew, 
May, Pete, Ingram, Winston. I mean, you could cut those people and you wouldn't even know. I mean, they all passed their prime just about. So, I mean, this is the year that we get out of cap hell. And we're going to look back on this year. If, if, if Mickey Loomis doesn't kid himself mm-hmm. and say, well, we're just going to rebuild with the same old people or something like that. We need to keep a couple of vets, maybe Demario Davis for the defense and one vet for the offense, you know. You know, but uh, no, I mean, I just, I think it's, and then last night I'm watching the whole game and we just kept running the ball into the line. Campus, like a tremendous run defense would beat a Vader in. The whole secondary was out. Right. You know, they had so many injuries. And I remember Sean Payton's quote, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. You bring up a very good point. Even in the broadcast, Troy Aikman was talking about the lack of defensive backs that Tampa Soda had, and you kind of really didn't attack it in the success that you did have. And you saw a lot of times it was Alave and and, and, and doing that. So, again, man, it it just goes to me yesterday. And there have been some games this year where I'm like, these guys just are not playing as well or as hard or with the effort that you need to, the intensity to match the right. Like there's some games that that's happened yesterday. Right. I felt like that wasn't the they case. They played their butts off. Right. I, bingo. I felt the staff let them down. Period. I agree. I mean, I was just pulling up. This is the kind of game. I know that Allen don't like to play this way. Cause all he wants to do is run the ball and do the clock. He's playing 50 years ago. This is not modern day football modern day football is you're going to throw the ball 40 50 times a game that's just the way it is and i mean we need a coach again that'll do such a thing you don't i mean you attack the weakness of a team their secondary was shot this is a game where dalton should have thrown you can't run on them so you need a lot of quick rhythm pass plays and then hit their safeties upfield and play action Bobby, I, I got mean, so many texts. I got game. so many texts in the first half about what exactly you're saying in the second half, and I, my response to some of these people were, it, "It looks like they're going to bleed the clock out and try to run the clock out and hope that the defense, right. who's been playing great, to win it." You, right. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, there's no other way to look at that because it wasn't just it you. Reminds me, my phone was blowing up with people going to play. Jim Moore all yeah. over again. Yeah, no, they didn't. Again, though, they didn't go out there to try to win the game. Right, exactly. You're, you're playing. He's a defensive coach. His whole idea is watch the clock the whole game, run the ball, shorten the game, and all the and that philosophy for the most part. Okay, there's a few situations where it works, but that's well, not the NFL nowadays. But I, the NFL I'll say this: people out. I'm not going to completely agree with you on this aspect that the top three teams in the NFC can run the football and, and they're physical. Yeah, but to, to your no, point, I mean Sean Payton could run run sure. football, right? And, and this mean, team was always better when they rushed for what over a hundred yards. But to your point that you're right. saying, you have to be able to attack defenses at their weaknesses, and just you know we'll see right. how it is. Bobby, I got to get to Mark because Coach Fritz Thanks. is going to be calling in. I got to free up the line. Thank you, Bobby, for the phone call. Right. Mark, thank you for calling us, sir. You got about two three minutes until Coach Fritz uh, gives us a buzz. How are you? I'm doing great, man. You know, dude. Watching a Saints game is kind of like when you go to a new place to work and somebody says, hey, man, I got a girl that I'd like to set you up with. And you're like, yeah, sure. You're all excited. You're great. You go out and you realize it's your ex-wife. I mean, dude, these guys are horrible. It's, it's just a complete letdown every time. We're like, yeah, we got this. We got this. And then all of a sudden, what do you get? You know, Dennis Allen, who's going to be the defensive coordinator for Sean Payton and 
uh, in San Diego next year. Picar Michael, who's probably already got a job at Philadelphia, since they're going to get our top five pick because we suck. You know, mm-hmm. you got. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. Mickey Loomis on down. They all got to go. You got to do what you did for the Pelicans. What four years ago? You got rid of everybody, including Anthony Davis. And then what did you do? You built the. You built through the draft. You built smart. You. Got brought guys in that were going to play yeah. hard all the time. And then, you know, it's just, they're not doing it. And, Mark you know, I think Mark. maybe like the rest of the week, dude, you should have a Saints freak show. We should be able to talk about the Saints for the rest well, of the week. You know what? To help you, we will talk football of the winning kind. Head coach Willie Fritz is on hold, Mark. <laughs> we're going to talk about See the Green Mark. Wave. They are heading to the Cotton Bowl. I appreciate him calling in, so I will shush. We'll go to break. We'll come back. Talk Green Wave football, a sports hangover at ESPN New Orleans. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. DoorDash is here with Summer of Dash Pass. Right now, Dash Pass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? $10 off. Got a cough? Get relief delivered for less. Want to surprise your crush? Send a gift and save. Try Dash Pass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees year-round. Get more from your neighborhood now with Dash Pass. In the DoorDash app and stay cool out there. Terms and conditions apply. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen, and galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See local Boost Mobile store for details. The Louisiana Association of Broadcasters is now accepting applications for the 2023 Broadcast Scholarship Program. I'm Maria Pham, a recipient of the LAB's 2022 Broadcast Scholarship, here to tell you that two $4,000 scholarships are available to Louisiana mass communication students pursuing an education and career in radio or television. Visit broadcasters.org or call 1-800-364-7260 for more details. Application deadline is January 27, 2023. Hope to hear you on air soon. The deputies of the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office remind you to designate a driver if you plan to drink this holiday season. By driving impaired, you endanger others as well as yourself. Designate a driver anytime you plan to drink. Have a safe and happy holiday season. From the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengall. 800-998-1003 is the way to give us a call. We will open up those phone lines here after the graphic 205, after Coach Selfo here in a couple of minutes. But first, man, this is hard, Coach Fritz. I don't know which one to pick, but I'm going to pick this one. Tajay averaging five yards a carry here. You'll take that. 
and then some. Trips to the left on the wide side of the field. Tulane moves from left to right to the south end zone towards that jam-packed student section. Tajay again, left side, slithering up the middle, breaks free, is at the 50, cuts to the left, he's at the 45, Stoner steps to the far sideline to the 40, 35, reversing course to the 30, to the 25, 20, still going, 10, 5, what a run! <laughs> Touchdown to Lane! Wow, 60, unbelievable! 60 yards of pure magic! Corey Glore, Steve Berrios, part of the call, head coach Willie Fritz of the American Athletic Conference champion, Tulane Green Wave. Sir, how are you this afternoon? Thank you for the time. I'm good, Gus. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfect, man. I appreciate that. Um, have, have you, you still, I'm still thinking about that game Saturday. Was it everything you thought it would be, coach? <laughs> uh, getting here, wanting to get to that point and seeing your team out there execute, win it and earn themselves that title. Well, I just so proud of our players. I just, you know, we had some adversity in the game. We didn't. We were minus three turnover takeaway. Hard to win against quality opponent. You know when you're that far down in the turnover takeaway margin, but they just kept fighting back. There's a couple times I thought we were going to have the game under control. Unfortunately, we get a turnover or whatever the case may be. And I'm also really proud of our uh, our fans, our students. It was really an electric atmosphere. I've Coach quite a few games in a lot of different venues, but I you know, haven't quite been involved with one like that. We're just uh, really happy for everybody that came out, cheer their tails off in the green wave. Coach, obviously we see that result. We see the game. We see the performance on Saturday, but I remember first meeting you and, you know, talking about recruiting, starting the program, the build, the tough losses and all that. There's a lot of steps that have to be taken to get to the point of what I'm about to say, where your team could show up and make those plays, have the confidence to make those plays. You heard uh, Michael Pratt the Tuesday before the game. That's who we want to play. We know we can. And a lot of steps for those players that you saw on the field on Saturday to feel they could go out there and win the game, huh? Yeah, it was a uh, you know, long season. I'm glad we got a break right now. It's uh, an intense uh, season. Week after week after week, especially when you get on a roll, you're winning. You know, the next game's bigger than the last game. Right. And the guys have just uh, they've answered the challenge. You know, we, we really push on them about preparation and how important it is Sunday through Saturday morning right before the kick, and uh, they've answered it every single week. I played that Tajay Spears cut. I think that was one of the best runs I've seen, right? And it's just time and time again, he just answered the call for you, especially late in the season. Well, we started running him a little bit more these last few weeks. And uh, I had a sensational game against Cincinnati. Been another great game last week. You know, I've seen a lot of football, and I've been very fortunate. I've had a lot of great players. But I even watch that <laughs> probably 10, 15 times, you know, uh, that evening. Boy, what a run. Just incredible. Finished the day with 199 yards on 22 carries after a 30-plus carry effort at Cincinnati. But, Coach, when when you know that's happening, 
Quarterback Michael Pratt's going to have some opportunities to make some plays down the field. 394 for him, four TDs, that interception. And, you know, along the lines of what I was saying, though, the plays being made, right? Do swat, 73 yards, 60 yards. The, the passing game this season, time and time again, really stepped up to you, for you. Yeah, we're, we're having some, you know, issues and big, uh, throwing catch, you know, for Michael to do swat. I mean, what a play by Shea White down their sideline. Took a 15 yard out, turned it into, I don't know, 50 yard touchdown. Uh, but just, uh, you know, when you can run the ball effectively, I think it opens up passing game. Uh, we had some really big pass plays. And it's a great protection by the offensive line. We've had some problems and issues, you know, being able to have a firm pocket for a quarterback. Sometimes you got to drop back pass. got to be able to hold them off. The quarterback's got to be able to let the route develop, and uh, we're able to do that for the most part on Saturday. So great Speak. job by the offensive line. Speaking with head coach Willie Fritz of the Tulane Green Wave, they finished 11 and 2, still got another game to go. It's the Cotton Bowl. We'll get to that here in a quick second. Coach, anything else stand out in that game that you kind of, now that it's settled down a bit, that, that stands out that maybe we wouldn't think about? I mean, obviously we see the highlights, see the touchdowns, but was there a moment that game that stands out to you as you look back at it? All this, I guess that we just kept answering when we needed to. I thought it was pretty neat when old Tajay had the long run down. Their sideline, the students were going off. You know, uh, that, that was a neat moment for him and for the student body. You know, we wanted that all the time. We, you know, as I've said many times before, we, we represent the university. You know, it's not just a football team. And it's neat that uh, our guys have got that kind of relationship mm-hmm. with the students. Coach, I asked Steve Berrios on Monday – what moment this season stood out to him that, you know, I mean, there's so many big games, big wins, K-State, all that. He said Houston. And when he said it, yeah, it makes sense. You had to go down to your third quarterback there and Kai Horton to come in and not only perform, he had three touchdowns in that game. You went in at a tough environment, tough place, national TV. Where does that game sort of kind of go in the chronology of a championship season? Well, you know, you don't think about that right now, but we had to drive the ball, you know, 80, 80 yards to tie it up. Huge play with the shovel pass to Tyreek James. And, uh, stop him and then have the big throw and catch from, uh, Kai Horton to, uh, Tajay in the end zone right in front of our band. It was pretty, pretty neat too. So, uh, that's not a big game. Uh, you know, we had to make plays. The guys made them. You said this before. You've, you've coached uh, a few years here, Coach. Where is this season ranked in your coaching career? Oh, it's one of the top ones you know, that I've had. I've been very fortunate. And, uh, but obviously, this is the uh, by far the best one we've had at Tulane. It's a very memorable season. and I don't like to rank you know, all. They're all special to me. Sure. But this one certainly is real special. Um, last week you told me on Tuesday you, you were having trouble telling people no because everybody wanted your tickets and, and a way to get into that game, which is a good problem to have, Coach. It's a good problem to have. 
But what's it been like since Saturday's win and and probably seeing what that win meant to so many different people, former players, alumni, and things of that nature? i got to imagine you've had a lot of people kind of wanting to chat with you about that. Yeah, we had, we had a deep time. We, we went after the ball game and went down to Bruno's, uh, a bunch of the staff and my friends and family. There's a lot of the old-timers in there and some, some youngins, too. But uh, that was an awful lot of fun. Spent a lot of time with some diehard Tulane fans. And, you know, they've been wanting this for a long time. So that was great. All right, Coach, we'll wrap up with the Cotton Bowl. It'll be over at AT&T Stadium. It'll be Monday, January 2nd, 16th-ranked Tulane, 10th-ranked USC in that game. Uh, that's uh, that, that's awesome. Just that environment, being able to be in that bowl and taking on an opponent with that kind of historical value, it's got to be great for you. Yeah, it is. I, I, I think the last time Tulane played USC was 1932, I believe, in the Rose Bowl. Uh, it was a couple years ago. And uh, it, it'll be big. It's uh, exciting, and you know, I think we'll hopefully we're gonna have a bunch of Tulane people over there. I've heard from a bunch of people. It sounds like they're gonna make that trek over to Jerry's World over to Dallas. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to you know recruit, recruiting right now. I'm on the road, but <laughs> we're gonna uh, start prepping for USC next week. It'll be very very exciting. That's what I was going to say, Coach, as we wrap up with Head Coach Willie Fritz of the Tulane Green Wave. Got to imagine the season that you had, man. It's really going to help, I guess, doing what you're doing right now because I guess that's what a lot of fans maybe don't realize, right? That portal opened up yesterday. you got to get out there and start recruiting. I'm seeing photos already of coaches being in people's houses and doing that. There there really is no rest for you guys, is there? No, you know, it's, it's a labor of love. We all enjoy it. It's part of it that I enjoy as well. And, uh you know, I think that game we played on Saturday was, was the only game on TV. So a lot of these recruits watched it. Also saw the way our guys, you know, uh, competed, behaved during the game. And, you know, and, and I'm very, very proud of that, you know, every time we go out there and compete. So uh, we're looking forward to bringing another great group of uh, Green Wave student-athletes in. Coach Willie Fritz, I really appreciate the time. You don't have to do it. You generously do it every Tuesday, including when you're out there trying to, to get some more Wave players in here. So thank you so much. Congratulations to you and the staff and your players. You brought a lot of joy and happiness to Wave fans. And I, I think it's been cool to see it through the season, right, from the week before game one, Coach, to here on December 6th. So I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you, Gus, for having me on. I appreciate it. Roll Wave. There he goes, head coach Willie Fritz. We'll take a quick break. Frank Selfo scheduled to join us here as well. The Lions season came to an end, unfortunately, and that was a game that came down to the very end. We'll talk with Coach about that next. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. It's the Big Finner Sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. 
If your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at letsrev.biz. Let's Rev. Whoever said you can't have it all, never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at letsrev.com. Let's Rev. Balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. That is the guest hotline and caller hotline, the upper cervical family chiropractic hotline. Hey, Coach Frank Selfo, the Southeastern Lions, joins us to put a bow on the season. Coach, how are you this afternoon? Thanks for the time, as always. Uh, thank you, Gus. Uh, before, I- I'd like to... Congratulate Willie Fritz and the Tulane football program, man! What a what awesome deal for the people in New Orleans and the university and uh, the job that he's done there. And I'm happy that he's staying there at uh, Tulane. But that uh, and I, and I hope I'm, I'm sure we're going to see it continue the success that he's had. Along those lines, Coach, I saw a tweet last night. Uh, got yourself a new little deal. You'll be sticking around in Hammond, huh? Well, it's it's a place that I wanted to be. You know, I thought uh, it could be something special, and and we could have extended and consistent success, and that's what we're doing. And you know, being able to uh, get something together with the administration, and you know, doing the things that we need to do to, to ensure that we can continue this mm-hmm. success into the future. Uh, I'm excited about it. My wife and I, Holly and I, love it here, and uh, we plan on staying here for quite a long time. That's great to hear, Coach. Obviously, that means I'm going to be bothering you on Tuesdays in the near future, which is fine because I have loved the journey of what you guys have done. Tough loss, 42-48, but look, that went down to the wire, right? Overtime there again against Samford. But this season really was successful, especially because you didn't know how you guys were going to come back after last year with everything that you guys had to deal with. And new players at different positions, and you guys go into the second round of the postseason. You know, Gus, I think that's the uh, that's what gets lost sometimes when you lose a game. You know, in FCS playoffs or in FCS football, there's only one team that wins the last game, mm-hmm. and that's the national champion. Everybody else loses. It's not like, you know, you got uh, 32 bowl games or anything like that. There's one. You get in that tournament, man, there's one team that's going to win, and everybody else going to end their season with a loss. Right. Uh, but we're not going to be defined by that one game. That, that does not define this season, 2022 uh, it was really a special year for all the adversity that our team and our staff had to overcome. And I just, I've never been a part of a group of guys who fought 
as hard and long as these guys did all year long to overcome certain things. And, you know, I'm just happy to be able to win a conference championship and yeah. get into the playoffs, win your first home game, go to overtime with the six-seeded team in the country. And, you know, just, I don't know, it's just so special. And, and, and a lot of people don't realize it sometimes. You look at the final result, the last game, and say, well, coulda, shoulda, woulda. But we look back over the whole journey and say, boy, what a ride. Nine and four overall is the final record, but you mentioned nine wins in the regular season. It's interesting, Coach, what you finished the regular season with five straight, and then you win that first-round playoff game as well. And even I, I want to go back to, I guess, our Tuesdays. There were some moments you're like, hey, we got to get that offense going and get some guys that get that confidence going and playing to the style of football that you said that you have been trying to bring over there and kind of you know, made what Southeastern football has been. Is that one of the, the best accomplishments from the season that, that you're proud of? That, hey, you guys finished strong and it's, you know, back to the kind of football you guys had the last couple of years? Well, you know, you, you got to remember we started off against a good Lafayette team and then mm-hmm. the Florida Atlantic team. And, uh, you know, it's hard sometimes, and you and I discussed it on the show, it's hard sometimes just to gauge who you are uh, when you play teams who – probably got a little bit deeper talent pool than you got. And, uh, you know, so we struggled with some things, finding an identity, uh, finding out who we were. But uh, but that And that's what I'm saying. Our players didn't give up. They continued to work. Our staff didn't get up. We give up, stayed positive. Uh, instead of pointing fingers, we were looking in the mirror. Uh, you know, and, and we, we were able to write so many things uh, that had gone wrong in those first couple of weeks. And uh, – it just propelled us on for the season. And, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to win nine out of ten games, I don't care what level yet, who you're playing, right. that's a heck of an accomplishment. And yeah. we were able to do that, you know? No doubt. Speaking with Frank Selfo, head coach of Southeastern Lions, um, into the second round of the playoffs for the third time in four years. All right, look, you got your new deal, so it's time to, time, time to ask you the tough questions here. What will it take to move forward in terms of when you look at the teams that are moving forward, what, what are some of the characteristics of a team that you think you're going to have to eventually – get to, and then beat if you want to eventually win that championship, Coach? Yeah, you know, I, I, that's a great question, Gus. And uh, I think when we went to Montana in 19, we looked around and said, whoa, well, this is different. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we definitely got outclassed. Well, I think we upgraded in uh, certain areas personnel-wise. And then uh, we went to James Madison last year, who's obviously a really good football team and program. Look what they're doing at the FBS level now. Good point. And uh, we didn't get outclassed. Now, we got outplayed. They were they were a good football team, but we had a lot of turnovers and things like that. That game could have been closer. And then here we are this year, and we get to overtime. We're, we're closing that gap. And it's what's going to happen is that it's going to have to come from my administration on down, uh, the uh, emphasis on – uh, being able to go that far, looking at don't look at just winning the Southland, but winning a national championship and all the things that it takes for that. So I think that the uh, the support from the administration is going to be critical as we move forward and uh, how we handle those things. And and as we do that, we continue to build and grow. We got a new facility, about eighteen million dollar facility that we're going to be in in a few years. Uh, what three years now? Two and a half years. Nice. And that's going to be built on campus. The money's already there for that. So you can see some of the things. What we're doing is to we're gearing everything towards that. Coaching along those lines too, recruiting. Right at the end of the day, um, it's the Jimmys and the Joes. Is that that that's the phrase, right? <laughs> You're as good as coaches. You got those guys. Um, 
this state just I just has a ton of athletes and players. And when you go out and recruit, it's got to be one of those things where, hey, you're you're showing the success you guys are having. You're seeing all the success from other teams in the state here too. But still got a lot of good players you can go get in there. Well, well, there is, and uh, I think we've got fourteen or fifteen commitments right now, and every one of them from the state of Louisiana. So it's uh, you know that's what we're doing. We know where they are. I mean, we grew up here, right? And uh, we see how many teams that are here, how many good teams that are here. You look at what LSU did get to the conference championship game, Lafayette, Monroe, Louisiana Tech, Nichols, McNeese. No, I mean, everybody. There's a lot of Southern and Grand. There's a lot of Division One football teams in this state, and they're packed and loaded with talent. And uh, mo- the majority of them come from this state. So we got to get our we got to get our share of them, and uh, make sure we get the right ones. But more than that, you know, it is the Jimmys and the Joes, but it's the ones who are committed to your program. It's yeah. just not the ones that are the most talented that uh that give you the best opportunity it's the ones that have a certain skill set but they have to be committed to what you're doing and believe in what's going on and that's when you get a passionate player and when you have passionate players now you have a better opportunity to do the things that you want to do coach i asked it to frank um i asked it to coach willie fritz here as well so frank i'll ask you here what is, is there a game a moment to a play or something this season that has stood out to you that maybe kind of puts, uh, you know, almost like a headline of what this season was for you? Oh, boy, you know, obviously the last play of the last game, right? That was the disappointing thing. So when you look at from that angle, it's there. But I think that, that play against UIW yeah. at the end of the game when Eli Sawyer <laughs> threw a touchdown pass on the last play for us to win against, uh, you know, 11-1 and football team. They're 11-1 and now, 12-1. and uh, uh, They're still in the playoffs. I mean, that's just an outstanding football team we were able to beat, and it was the last play of the game. So, you know, and obviously that one sticks out. Uh, but there were so many more. You know, we had so many guys make so many plays, and, and I think it's more not so much the play, mm-hmm. but it's the people that were involved in our program this year that really made it so special, and that's what I'm going to remember of players. Coach, let's wrap up by uh, allowing you to uh, tell Lions fans, you know, I guess a thank you or what? how, how important were they to you this year? Well, extremely important. And we had a great turnout up in Birmingham on Saturday. And, uh, you know, just for me to be able to tie myself up here long term, uh, I think that speaks of the commitment that I have to the community and the university. But it also speaks of the commitment that the the uh, university and community have towards us and our football program. And I, and I think it's a great match. Uh, Holly and I love it here. And I, I just think it's a fantastic match for us. And it's something that uh, I'm looking forward to in the future. And I know the success that we've had uh, uh, thus far, uh, that we're looking to continue that. And uh, that's that's the goal going forward. You know, I'm out recruiting right now. I'm driving, going from school to school. And, you know, we're looking to reload again this year. And, hey, when uh, get ready for spring ball because that's what's next on our calendar. That's what we do in this profession. Yeah, I literally, that's what Coach Fritz was doing too. <laughs> I was like, thank y'all, appreciate the time for doing it. Y'all don't have many days off, you know. The man wins a championship, a couple of days later he's out there, hey, you want to come to Tulane, right? You guys out there, you want to come to Hammond. So, um, look, I do appreciate it. I can't wait to talk Riverbell Classic again next year, another exciting season with you guys. Appreciate the time you find us uh, to give us on Tuesdays. You don't have to do that, so I really do appreciate it. Well, guys, I mean, y'all do so much for sports in the area. And not just college sports, you know that, high school, 
everything and in the NFL. And I, I saw you tweet about the Saints yesterday. I know. Uh, I agree with you. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's, uh, you know, I just, there's so many things that y'all do for area sports. And, and again, it's high school, college, NFL. And I think it's just so important. So anything I can do to ever help you guys uh, yeah. always is welcome, and I'll always do it, man. So thank you for everything, too. Hey, I appreciate it. This is a much better conversation than I've had that first hour and a half, sir. I can promise you today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank Selfo, head coach Hello, we'll of the care. Southeastern Lions. Yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Merry Christmas to you too, sir. Quick break. We come back. Hour two is in the books. Hour three, the graph. Ty Graffanini. We're going to continue to just kind of cleanse the palate a bit. Coach Fritz, Coach Selfo, the graph on Pelican.